Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium with your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Go to parentpumpradio.com to leave your questions, comments, and suggestions for future shows and subscribe to our RSS feed so you'll be automatically notified of new shows. If you're looking for a speaker or leadership development trainer for your organization, please go to my website at integrativeminds.com to learn more about what I offer and contact me at info at integrativeminds.com to schedule a meeting time. So the new year, this 2019, it's still relatively young and some of us are still reflecting and wondering how to create better life, better habits that we really want for ourselves and our family. So how do we as parents and as a family implement and create goals that can help our children be more financially secure for the future and as well as ourselves, right? Because if our children are in debt, we're going to be in debt. So, And how do we live the life of our dreams? And I know our guest author would say living it like a millionaire on your budget. We all want to live like a millionaire on our budget, but a millionaire is different for everyone. So our guest today is the author of the book, Mind Over Money, How to Live Like a Millionaire on Any Budget. She's also a real estate investor and world traveler. She can show you how to make your hard-earned cash and grow it by being a more effective money manager. She would argue that New Year's resolution are fine to make, but millionaire living is less about actual income and more about strategic spending, spending habits that help you get rich and making that paradigm shift in your mind that will actually help you achieve your goals. Because we know it's really in our mind that keeps us from getting where we want to be most of the time. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Timelin R. Langan. Hi, Timelin. Hello, Jacqueline. Hello, audience. So happy to be here with you today. Yay. I'm so we just saw each other over the weekend. So I'm glad to see you here on the show today. I am so happy to be here. We had a wonderful time at your seminar on Saturday, and we're going to have a good time today as well. Yes, we are. <laughs> today, we're going to talk about what you know and what you can do to help me and the audience. Let's just start with why is this subject so important to you? You know, Jacqueline, I should tell you that I was born and raised in Mississippi to sharecroppers and, and to cooks, and I come from a long line of descendants who did not necessarily make a lot of money, but they were very strategic with the money they have. And they went on to buy property. They went on to travel. You know, you mentioned my travels. They traveled quite a bit themselves. And honestly, I thought at one point in time that this knowledge was just very basic and very common. But as I started talking to people, and I've been at this for 20 plus years now, I realized that what I call just money management habits and good financial, you know, being a wise steward of your finances, I thought it was just more common than it actually is. And so I became passionate about it when I saw people I love struggle. 
and I wanted to do something to help them. And people always come to me and say, well, hey, Timbaland, how would you do this? How would you handle this situation? How would you do that? And so I would be, I would counsel people over the years, just sharing my wisdom and knowledge. And then someone said to me, you need to put this in a book. You need to put this in a book. You will help so many people with this information. And I had written a book, a co-signed, a, a co-authored a book with um, someone um, pretty well known. And then I was encouraged to write my own. And so here we are. And I've been sharing this information ever since. And I'm really, really passionate about it. And you're absolutely right. It's a pleasure to be able to do so. Yes. So you talked about paradigm shift. And I love this because I believe everything is starting in the mind. What does it mean for you? What does that encompass, a paradigm shift? Yeah. Well, you know what? We are at the, we're, like you said in the break, we are at that point in time where we've made some New Year's resolutions. And do you know, studies show that most of us have already given up on our resolutions, that we, that we are not anywhere close to achieving our dreams. And so that is why I think paradigm shifts are so important because you've got that it's got to come from within and a place that drives you and motivates you to, to change your actions. And we know that there have been paradigm shifts in science and in history that have had an impact on us for hundreds and hundreds of years. And so when I even think about finances, I'm not just looking at the finances of the parents or my finances, I'm thinking generations to come. And so I think when we make paradigm shifts and we start to pass those thoughts and beliefs on to the next generation, that is where I think you see real change and real improvement in people's financial success. So that's why I think shifting is a whole lot better than just making another resolution. Right, because that's the problem we, we, we know is that the doing has to come from the being. And if your being has a, a set of beliefs and a set of values that is not congruent to what you, your goal is, it, it's not going to happen. Absolutely. And that is what I talk about in the book, aligning your emotions, your actions, your desires, your passion, they've all got to be in alignment and you've got to be functioning in that area. You can't say, oh, I want to get out of debt and yet go, <laughs> you go shopping every right, single right. day. And now, and also part of living like a millionaire now does not mean depriving yourself of all the things you want either. So what I am sharing, the wisdom I seek to share is that find the balance between your emotional, so that, and I hope we talk a little bit about the emotional side of spending and the emotional side of money, because I think that's an area that gets neglected. Okay, let's, let's just talk about that now before we get into you know some of the subject matter. What is emotional spending? Emotional spending is, a, is something that we do with our money that we're not necessarily aware of. And it's based upon, okay, I've had a bad day at work. So I'm going to go out and buy me a new car. Oh, I, you know, my friend got a new car and I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses or the Kardashians or whomever. Oh, they've got this little thing that makes my lips go plump. So I'm going to just go and buy these things. And we're doing this because we are trying to feel good feel better about ourselves. And what I say to that is when you are in that mood and we all go through it, I mean, we, we all have good days and bad days, but I just don't think that we need to direct our money 
towards our emotions. So when we're not feeling emotionally healthy, then let's be mindful of the fact that that's how we're doing. I'm in a bad mood. And then maybe I'm going to create something else. Maybe I can take a walk instead of going shopping. Maybe I can call a friend. Maybe I can listen to some music. Maybe I can go to the gym and just hit the, hit the weights machines or something like that. Treat what you're feeling. I mean, your, your feelings are valid. I'm just saying, don't go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> you're in that frame of mind. Right. That's, right. that's all. Yeah. yeah. Don't get on Amazon. No, oh, no, no, no. Stay, stay away from Amazon. <laughs> Let's talk about some thoughts that people have, right? That's kind of that old paradigm that's keeping us back. The first one is about how, like you said, you're spending money, it makes you feel better. What's the new shift that we should be in? Right. If nothing else, I would love your audience to understand today that money is a tool in your life. It's not a tonic. It's not a tranquilizer. And I talk about these shifts in the book. It is really designed your money, wherever you are, regardless of how much you have, it is a tool for you to use to build and create the life you want. And so that is why it is so important to decide what is it? What is your dominant passion? Cause I mean, we, we want lots of things. What is your dominant passion? And then go out there and create that. Spend your resources towards that. And I think that because you were talking about parenting early, and this is one of the biggest lessons I think I left with my nieces and nephews is that there is more to uh, money is more than just about spending. Yes. <laughs> Some of us we think, oh, money is just designed to spend and buy the things we want. It's a we consumer our, mindset. It's a consumer mindset, and it's one that we teach very early to our children when we give them allowances. We don't necessarily say to them. You know, someone worked really hard so that you could have an allowance. We just give it to them and think that they're automatically going to know what to do with it. And but you know what? They do the same thing we do with it. They go and spend it, too. They go and spend it on the things that they want. And without thinking, without <laughs> pondering any any kind of thoughts about investments or strategy or just being strategic with money, not even investment that takes it in a, a, to another level, but just being cognizant of the fact that, hey, I've got some money in my hand and I have some options. I have some choices as to what I can do with it. And so I think that's one of the things that we want to do too, is just teach children to make sound decisions around money. And parents, the best way to teach that is to model it. And I'm a teacher. Always. Know you know what? <laughs> it's always doing, right? Do, do, <laughs> uh, talking is a, is, is a waste of time because and, and we know we were all kids at one time. Everything is about what you do in this world. It's the action speaks louder than words. In order for us to really be effective with our children and the family in general, we have to model what we want to do. Absolutely. And I'll tell you a story, Jacqueline. I cannot really think of a time where my grandmother or my big mama, whom I mentioned earlier, sat down and talked to me and said, hey, this is money. You need to be strategic with your money. Here is how you do it. What she did better than that, she would model with me. And I'll never forget one of my first lessons when I was in elementary school and I was just learning how to write. 
And she would, she sat me down. She's got a checkbook and she had me fill out the checks. She had, she, there were some bills. And at that time people paid their bills by mail and check. Yeah. And so I filled in the check. I wrote out the name of the company, the amount of money due, and then she signed the checks. And then after that, shortly, you know, a few hours later, we went to the, the post office and mailed the checks. That's the only real lesson that I had in terms of learning how to pay my bills on time. But that is such a, an important part of being money wise and being financially successful. Yeah. And then eventually as you get to that age, you know, have them open a checking account, teach them how to balance the checkbook. And I think your rent check, if you rent a home, it's probably the only thing you write a check for nowadays. I can't think of anywhere else that a check is even accepted at a store. And, but it's not even so much about the check as it is about the principles right. of money. Yep. And that you know, whatever device you use, I know you've got online pay, you've got all of these different options. The most important thing is number one, make sure the money is in your account. Yes. And number two, is that you're paying your bills on time. And that's still true <laughs> in 2019. And you better make sure you have the right the, the money that matches that what you think you have <laughs> absolutely don't think oh you know and, and see and back in those times you always felt like you had a little extra time to get the money into the account but these days as soon as you you know press um send the money better be there <laughs> yeah well nowadays also it the, the, what the bank shows as a balance is not necessarily what you have in there because there might be things that haven't been they have not processed and I think that's uh, people tend to do that. They'll look at the balance. So let's talk about the second paradigm. I don't have enough money. We hear that a lot. I don't have enough money. That will run through my head too at one time or another. What's the new paradigm shift that we can? We always think we don't have enough money. And the reality is I al you already have enough money to live well and happily. Your current income is pretty much all you have. And if you are managing it properly, it is indeed enough. We live in a consumer-driven society where we're always being told to up the ante, up the ante, to buy more, pay more, give more, do more. And we're being marketed to like, like, like never before. And so what I want your audience to realize is that we live in a third, I mean, in a first world country. We live in the U.S. If you live in the Western world, you are already richer than half the people on the planet. And really let that sink in for a moment. And then if you are an American and you make fifty dollars to $75,000 a year, you're, you're richer than 90% of the people in the world. And if you are a woman making fifty dollars to $75,000 a year, you're richer than 99% of the people on the planet. So when you really stop to think about that, we're, it's not that we're so poor. It's just that we are just reminded of the fact that we live in this consumer society and we, we're taught we should want this, want more, want more, want more. But I would say, let's shift that thinking a little bit in 2019 and think about, you know, now living like a millionaire, obviously it, it requires you to be able to enjoy some of the things that you like. I'm not saying that you should deprive yourself of those things. That's not living like a millionaire either. But what are your dominant passions and pursue those? For example, I still teach. I work on a teacher's salary. I've loved women's tennis since I was knee high. And so I went to the Australian Open and I got to see a, the, the year that Serena won. She was pregnant. I was sitting on the front row wow. watching that match. 
And people say, well, how can you do that on a teacher's salary? Well, I believe everyone can live the life of their dreams on the salary that they have with proper planning, strategic planning, where your passions is, where you put your money into the things you desire most. So that is kind of what I would suggest to people. What about people who connect money to happiness, right? Like I need more money so that I can be happier. What's a better paradigm? Well, the shift from that is the more I appreciate what I have, the happier I am. And studies, research after research has already proven that if you are in that middle class income, if you're making fifty to $75,000 a year, you make enough to be just as happy as the average millionaire, as the average billionaire. Because at that point in time, we talked a little bit earlier about the emotional side of money. At that point, you are earning enough to do the things that you enjoy most and to do the things you love most. And so it's not simply you're just living from paycheck to paycheck, hopefully, but you are also able to incorporate those things, the, 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 the things you desire. And like I said earlier, I love to travel. I was just in Israel for the um, Christmas holidays, spent three weeks there, had an absolute fantastic time. So that's my dominant passion. So that's where I put my resources. I think what we're talking about here is like, you can read all the book, you can go to any seminar that will teach you like where you should put your money to make money, all this stuff. But none of that is going to help if you're still having the same old paradigm message. You And that is so important. You've got to shift Make the paradigm shift. And that is something you get to define, you know, and think of it as, you know, my life's motto, my family life's motto. I know you, you talk to children and we think of it. And when we're talking about wealth, we always want to leave a legacy for our children. We want to leave them something so that they're not starting over. And we think of that oftentimes in a financial sense, leaving money. But what about the values that you have? Absolutely. Yeah. Family values, your family belief systems. Those are equally important as leaving the money behind and perhaps even more so because the reality is that if you are thinking right and you've got the right goals and you've got the right values and ready to work for it, you can probably accomplish the financial goals that you want to leave behind too. But then what kind of character building are you doing in the, as well? You know, what I've learned is that financial asset is really a byproduct of who you know and what you know. And, you know, what you know encompasses all of the values and the beliefs and your knowledge and your experiences. Those are the things that when you pass on to your children is what will create the financial. And when you start changing how your mind is, it's how your reality it's going to change. Absolutely. And it's so funny too, you just reminded me of a statement that I heard this very wealthy person say, and he said, I basically did not set out to be a billionaire. I simply wanted to help somebody. I simply wanted to do good in the world. I mean, you, you've even heard Oprah say it. And it's like in the process of doing good in the world and wanting to help somebody, I got rich. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that that goes in line with the purpose, right? Like find your purpose, find your passion, and just stick with that. Your purpose will lead you to to the money because when you're not making money, because you're living in your purpose and your passion, you're still happy. But the people who are working in a job that they hate, it's like whether they're making money 
when they're making money, they're not happy. When they're not making money, they're even more miserable. Absolutely. And that's the key is to us that you're able to do the things you love. Are you doing what you love? Are you enjoying your life? And that's not really about money. Research after research, statistic after statistic says that if you just because you've got more money, that does not necessarily mean you're going to be happier. Having money doesn't make you happy. I mean, certainly not. And I'm not going to sit here and say having money is such a bad thing. Either. It's, that is it's not, a different set of problem. It's, it's a different set of. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. So you have a lot of practical and easy solutions for people to implement. Can you give us some pointers, some tips? Well, you know what? Number one, first and foremost, lower your debt. You've got to eliminate or lower your debt because that is really where the burden is. That, you know, I call it in the book, debt weight. It just, it eats at you. It torments. It's bondage. So if nothing else, and I know we don't like the B word, but I'm going to use it just, you've got to create a budget. And let's even change our paradigm in terms of what we think a budget is. Think of it as just a creative plan for your money. That's all it is. It's a creative plan for your money. It changes as your financial situation changes. And right now, your goal may be, yeah, is Christmas. We're just right outside of the Christmas holidays. I We shopped. <laughs> we spent too much money. So right now, my goal is just to get out of debt from the, the holiday shopping. So look at what you owe and how much you can afford to spend, you know, just monthly paying down that debt. And of course, you can't, you have to stop using the cards. You have to stop spending for a while. And even in the process of doing that, make it fun. You can still enjoy your life while you're living on a budget. We live in Los Angeles, but no matter where you are in the world, I was in my hometown, Cleveland, Mississippi. Every city has things that you can do at no cost. You know, the library, movies from the library, get creative, have, you know, friends over, watch a movie in the backyard. Remember when you used to go to the movies outside, the drive-through movies outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah drive-in. Yeah, the drive-in, exactly. Well, have a, like a little drive-in in your home, whereas you guys go outside in your backyard and we're going to turn on the movie. As a matter of fact, I was at a friend's house where we actually did that not too long ago, had food, and then you wouldn't have known we were not at the movie theater. <laughs> we had a great time. And if you're really, you know, on a budget, go to the library and rip the movie and then make sure you turn it back in on time. Yep, yep. So these are the things that you can do and still have fun and enjoy your life while you are, you know, working on your budget and creating a budget. There are all, there's all kinds of free concerts in the park. You can just Google, to, you know, free things to do in whatever your city is. And there'll be lots of things that come up. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then identify your dominant passion, as I talked about before, because living like a millionaire again means being able to do the things that you enjoy most and set aside a recreational fund, a family fund. You know what? We're going to have some fun this year, too. And maybe that's your goal. I don't, I'm already, you know, my money's fine. I'm not in a lot of debt, but I just want to plan for a family get together. Maybe I want to take the kids to Disneyland in Los Angeles or Orlando, Florida or wherever. And so I'm just going to start doing a little research, find out, well, how much does it take for a family of four to visit? And then start putting money aside for that visit. 
and then make it a fun activity where the children participate as well. You know, well, maybe, you know, I want this, I don't know, this toy. Well, mommy can sit down. There's a life lesson right there. Well, baby, we're planning a trip to Disneyland or this expensive toy right now. Which one would you rather have? Or, you know, uh, just make it fun. Make it a learning experience for your child. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think with children, you can really make a lot of fun things if you think about it, because they come from that place anyways. There's so many games that we can do. Any other? Oh, wow. And just if you are in a place where you need to um, focus on your spending, I recommend, and, and I list 40 plus ways in the book, Mind Over Money, of how you can reduce your income so that you can feel like an, like you've got an immediate raise and then just shopping differently. Maybe go, instead of going to the most expensive grocery store in town, start shopping at some of the ethnic markets, some of the dollar stores even, and you can save 50 to 60% on your grocery bills just by shopping at a different place. Yes. And that's easy to do, easy to implement. And then, too, when it comes to savings, I tell people, everyone says, oh, I don't have enough money to save. Why so I pay all the bills? There's no more money. Save your coins. Save your pennies. Save your nickels. Save your dimes. Save your quarters. And you'd really be surprised at how much money you will have. As a matter of fact, I know a family who was indeed able to take that family vacation after just saving their coins for the year. Wow. That's a yes. lot of coins. <laughs> yes. And you'd be surprised. They add up. I put them in a water bottle and just <laughs> let the bottles pile up. And you really would be surprised. I tell you. I, and then, too, that's also your emergency fund. People think, I don't have enough for an emergency fund. Well, you know what? It's easy for you to amass a, a, maybe a few hundred dollars, anywhere from a few thousands, just depending on how much you save. And you'll just be surprised how that money comes in handy and can be used in an emergency situation or even for recreation. It's all about what you need it for. Now, you said there's a list of 40 things in your book. <laughs> I list 40 plus things in my book of, of easy to implement tools. I'm Like what we were saying before, the strategies that we've already discussed are not hard. Yeah. These yeah. are just things. And that's why I talked about making the paradigm shift too, because sometimes we think, oh, I don't want to do it that way. Oh, what will other people think of me? Oh, you know, if I buy, buy generic instead of buying brand. You can save yourself a third of the cost. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. But sometimes, and a lot of times, it's the same thing. It's just white labeled. That's all it is. The ingredients are the same. And they say if you look at the first five ingredients of a product, those are the that's ninety percent of the product, ninety five percent even. So if the first five ingredients are the same on a brand product and the generic product. Honey, you're buying the same thing. Yeah, you're just paying more money for marketing. It's just, you're just paying for marketing. It's just the same. No difference. Timeline's website is newfitworldtv.com. And her book is Mind Over Money, How to Live Like a Millionaire on Any Budget. Timeline, thank you so much for being here and sharing all of this information with our listeners. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, Quote of the week, whether you think you can or think you can't, you are right. And that's by Henry Ford. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. 
The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.